This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can dial in, bring up whatever you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, and it's Ian here with you tonight. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Show is about your calls. We go to them. Start things out here with Murray in Florida on the amp line. Murray, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's um, on your mind last tonight? Night, last night, Mark brought up the extreme example about a little girl picking flowers um, and then the property owner coming out and shooting her because she was trespassing. He did and that, he yes. Said, he said that, that you, Ian, were using a democratic principle and saying that the society would be justified or someone would be justified in bringing charges against that man. But I think it's actually arguing from a libertarian principle, and there's two different views. There's the maximalist approach, which is what uh, Mark is actually describing, and there's the approach that I think that most voluntarists would actually be more in favor of, and that's the principle that you lose the rights to the extent that you violate them. I so, like that idea. Yeah, I mean, if you've hurt, if you've harmed another person, then you don't have the same rights that you used to have. I mean, who would want to give you uh, those rights at that point? If you've just uh, destroyed the life of an innocent little girl because she was picking flowers on your property, flowers that inevitably will grow back someday. Precisely. So, if, if you're afraid of losing your life and there's a clear and present danger, then there, you might be justified in shooting the little girl if she was coming at you with a knife or a gun or something. But just because she's picking flowers doesn't mean you have the right to shoot her. So go over it one more time again. I, I don't quite understand the minimalist or the maximist maximalist view. Yeah, what is maximalism? What, what is that? I've never heard that before. The, the maximalist approach is that you can do as soon as someone steps, as soon as someone violates someone else's right, they've showed that they don't respect rights at all, so they lose all of their rights. That's the idea that the little girl has violated someone's right by trespassing, so she loses all of her rights, and he mm. has the right to shoot her. Is that making sense to you, Mark? That makes sense. Um, now, what, what's the explain the other one and tell me the name again. The, the, alternative, the alternative approach is that you lose the rights to the extent that you violate them. So, in principle, by the little girl trespassing on the other person's property, he would have the right to trespass on her property ah. or uh, get, get damages from her in, from court or something for, right. for doing that. But if, but if her she tries to gun at him... Right. Clear and present danger. Just her trespass so, alone is not enough to justify a violent response. This is, it would sort of be um, like, for instance, if the little girl did it, and he could still be a mean old man and like throw mud on her or something. And because <laughs> she uh, violated his property, he could then violate hers as, as in her person. Um, tit so for that, tat. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a tit for tat thing. And it kind of goes back to the old uh, rock salt and the shotgun idea when mm. kids are uh, out in the farm. Uh, yeah, when Field. they're tr- trespassing. Yeah. I think that you may have something there. I think he's absolutely spot on. Any other thoughts tonight? Um, well, you are talking about the, the, the road issue, and someone talked about uh, giving corporate ownership to the entire city over the roads, and you were suggesting that everyone should get the road just right in front of their property, right? That would be my suggestion? Yes. yes. Is that uh, property owners, we're talking about the idea of how to marketize the roads. So my idea was that uh, property owners that have property that abuts uh, roads should essentially have those roads ceded to their property. Or in the case of Mark, you said that your property line actually does extend out to the middle of the road, so you would just get your property back, essentially. And I really want to thank you for bringing up roads on a Saturday night. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, I'm not really referring, referring to uh, the people who are in Mark's 
uh, predicament. But as the other predicament, I kind of like the combination of the corporate idea and Ian's idea. So you have one road, not the entire city of roads, but on one road, everyone on that road would have a share in the road that you could sell or... You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems like a midpoint that uh, you know a- any of the uh, three I think would be preferable to what we what we have today. Uh, anything that because we can I, do to get the the government out of whatever we can get it out of, I think is great. Because I do agree with Mark. If you were just to give everyone the section right in front of their house, it seems like one person could just put a barricade up and screw with everybody. You'd have that one nut that decides to do that. Whereas if you have a corporation of everyone on that road, you could have, there's competition still because the whole city is not owned by a monopoly corporation and it solves the problem of government owning the road. So yeah, so you would essentially have the fill in your street here corporation. So what about people that are on uh, roads that are uh, off of other uh, roads that uh, you know have no exit? For instance, um, and this is common, okay? This this happens all the time in residential areas. So here you go, Mark. You have to go and get dig in deep into the road topic. We could have been done with the road topic, but now you, who complains about it, digs deep this in. Is, go ahead, this Mark. This is the problem Let with them roads. Have it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so if you've got a residential road that comes off of another residential road, which is very common, then the residents of the one, uh, you know, one section say, "Hey, those people are driving on our road, and they're not—they're not paying. They're not—they're messing up our road. They're not paying for it." Then, then what? Then what you have is uh, people that have to pay to get out of their houses. That's not very cool. Uh, what do you I say? Don't know. Okay, oh, okay. got to think about that one some. Thank you. Great call. Brilliant stuff tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I'll go to your answer, Mark. Flying cars. Yeah, I'm flying, flying cars. cars. Within uh, years from the abolishment of the state, uh, within probably months, you'd you'd see the first flying car models uh, hit in the marketplace. Don't, don't make it seem like I'm here for the abolishment of the state. All I'm saying is that uh, I'm, I'm all for lower, go- smaller government and... I think that cops, roads, and courts are things that really confuse people, so let's leave them in the hands of government for now, shrink government down to that size, cops, courts, and roads... Those are the things that people think that government must handle. I know that, Mark. I know that's what they think. Uh, But, of course, if you understand the principle that government sucks at virtually everything that it does, except for killing things and blowing things up, destroying... It's really not going to be any uh, any good uh, at that compared to a for-profit corporation. Right. I mean, the ideal would be to get it out of all of those things. And eventually, Mark, you know we're going to have to talk about these things. And people want to know. I mean, when they think about the idea of less state control, or preferably no state control, or the abolishment of the state, the concept that is the state then inevitably they go to those questions well what about the police well what about the courts well what about the roads so i think it behooves us to discuss these things in as uh, as detailed yet as understandably as in a way as possible 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line also in the uh, the property Arena, I've got an email from Tim. He says, I read Murray Rothbard's The Ethics of Liberty a while back, and he discussed the difficulty in determining the legitimate owner of property. And this brings to my mind the question of who is the legitimate owner of all of those lands that have been appropriated by the state and federal governments throughout their reign and then subsequently sold to other individuals. One example would be the lands that were once utilized by Native Americans. If individuals can produce evidence that they were the legitimate owners of a parcel until they were forcibly removed from it, even 200 years later, shouldn't their loss be compensated by the return of the stolen goods or by some other terms agreeable to them? No. 
I would say no, because they're not alive anymore 200 years later. The the person who lost it, and I understand you can make an argument of lineage and all that other stuff, but there's no guarantee that your dad's going to leave you his property. And you're you're not the same person as your dad. No. (laughs) You're not. I mean, it's it's really, I mean, it's the same question as reparations, um, and I do believe that slaves should be given reparations by their owners. However... I have never owned any slaves, nor has anybody in America, or uh, like very few of them, ever been slaves. At least well, in, the wait, chattel, we're all slaves. in the chattel slavery uh, respect where they were and owned I don't want by rep- another individual. I don't want rep- reparations from the state, Mark. For, for my enslavement, I just want to be. Li- I just want them to free me and leave me alone. That's enough. That's You're good confusing enough for me. people. Well, everybody's a slave. If they're paying uh, a percentage of their income to some master, whether they call themselves master and they hold the whip, or they call themselves, uh, you know, your state legislature or the police, and they've got shiny badges and robes and things like that. Uh, so people in this country are still, uh, we're still in a feudal system, essentially. So 800-259-9231. So he asks, is it legitimate to uh, to have people essentially compensated for uh, for the stealing of their land and their goods, if even if they're dead? Uh, the, if they're, should their relatives be compensated? I say no. If you want to comment, 800-259-9231. It seems to me, says the emailer, this would be the only ethical way to address the issue, though this would have serious implications for many people who now possess lands that they and their ancestors thought had been legitimately granted by the by, federal by government. By serious, you mean it's going to destroy Western civilization, right? Yeah. that's what it's going to do. And it's going to put it into the hands of how many people? I mean, how many descendants are, are there that would qualify for this? How would you go about figuring a drop of Apache blood would, uh, yeah. you know, would constitute the whole of Colorado, wouldn't it? How would you go about figuring out such a thing? What kind of bureaucracy would you need to build in order to uh, to administer this program? And what do you do about the people that you're putting out of their homes? 800-259-9231. How about we just get rid of the state and then figure it out from there? This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231 is the number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got live streams, broadband version, dial-up version, and even a webcam, all free for you. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And speaking of listening, have you ever had an audio book before? Have you ever tried an audio book? Well, now you can try one free. You can download a free audio book from, Audible pod, uh, from audible.com. It's the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want. Over 60,000 titles to choose from every genre. Audible has it covered. Get your free audio uh, audiobook download if you sign up today, but you have to use our special entry link, okay? It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's FTL like Free Talk Live. So audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's where you go if you want to get a free audio book. This is a, a full-length book, right, Mark? I mean, this is the real deal. Yeah, they, so one of them is like 63 hours. Um, one of the books? Uh, that, that's, what, that's what I heard, yeah. Wow. So, and it's, they've got 60,000 titles there, uh, just about anything that's on the bookshelves uh, today. You know, p- perhaps not the, the, the brand-new releases, but I heard Ron Paul's uh, Revolution of Manifestos on there and probably Sweet. anything that you've uh, seen on the, you know, in the, the newspapers and stuff. Audiblepodcast.com. 
audible.com slash FTL. That's the entry link to get you a free audiobook from Audible. All right, so we continue here. We'll take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. Just a little more discussion, though, on the, the question of reparations, right? Because what the government did, uh, did was horrible. And of course, what it continues to do uh, to people, to innocent, peaceful people, is horrible today. But, of course, we're talking about what happened back with, let's just say, the American Indian, for instance, which uh, Indians were quite plentiful uh, across the country when the country was invaded by the white man. They went ahead and uh, eradicated a significant percentage of them. And so our emailer was asking, well, should those people's descendants be able to lay claim to the the land that the government stole from them even if now there has been things or have been uh, buildings and uh, progress has been made on that those particular plots of land well, some of them are still the wild the but. one thing that it, well, the first off this is a uh, an ethnocentric argument uh, this is a racist argument first off you're assuming uh, for a second, that the same tribe of Indians has somehow occupied that same territory of land in North or North America, because That's we're talking about America. They could have stolen it from somebody. From some other tribe of Indians. Right. Um, you know, one Indian could have knocked it, some other Indian over the head. So how far so, back do you go? Right. So how far do you, back do you go? Now, imagine in Europe how confusing this is, where we actually have more histor- historical uh, records of, uh, you know, who had what land where. Mm-hmm. Um, so just because white guys took it from Indians doesn't mean that Indians didn't take it from Indians. Mm, And I uh, understand that completely. But what about all the white people that have bought that property um, and sold that property on down the line to each other or to people that are of mixed blood or whatever? Uh, You know, should those people just be robbed of their land? I have some land that likely was owned by some Abernathy Indian somewhere. Now, Understand, Abernathy Indians aren't even recognized by the United States government. They've been so thoroughly eradicated. There are some white people out there that claim to be of Abernathy blood, but who the heck can check it? I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just like, I want to join the club. I'm Abernathy. Well, what do you do about the improvements that have been made on that land, too? I mean, if, if what they had before was just land with a, a teepee on it, and now there's a, a full house or a business complex or you something bigot, like that. They lived in wigwams. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What were TPs? TPs were for out west. We were talking oh, about okay. Apaches. I just decided to call you a big. Yeah, account. I don't know where all the the, <laughs> the Indian tribes were, but it's a long house. White man. That's true. That's you true. Your damn fork tongue. You know, they taught me that at the in government school too. I should have remembered. Uh, so it's just crazy. I mean, the whole idea of of uh, essentially going back and trying to figure all that out, and then trying to deal with the with divvying up the land. It's just it's crazy. So I, I doubt anybody out there so supports this idea, but if you do, you're welcome to call and explain to us why it's not crazy. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let me go to another email here while we're at it, because we always have so many of them, we hardly ever get to them. Brendan emails in. He says, you guys often say or imply that many Americans are either blind to their lack of freedom under the current government or simply allow themselves to be pushovers. If I had to put myself into either of those two categories, it would be the latter. While overall I'm happy with my life, your pro-freedom message is very intriguing, and it has me questioning a few things. Yeah, this show tends to do that. Yes. Hopefully, if if you don't have your cognitive defenses up, you're going to ask some questions. Now, if you're thoroughly on board with either the red states or the blue state or whatever, you're, you're never going to ask yourself any questions. You're just going to say these guys are wrong. Yep. They must be Democrats, or they must be Republicans. They must be the other side, whoever they are. Stick your head in the ground, la, 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 right? Mm-hmm. All right, so he says, I ask, uh, I ask your response to this question. What are one or two things that I or anyone listening can do that will demonstrate to us that things in America are as bad as you say, something that may have consequences 
that really should not have any consequences by all accounts. That is, what can people do that will serve as a wake-up call that we need the freedom that is not afforded to us currently? Of course, when asked the question of what can one do to, uh, to have it easily pointed out to you just how unfree you are... One of my favorite issues comes to, com, comes to mind, and that is the ability to uh, consume substances and alter one's consciousness. I should be able to walk down my, my street. There's a park at the end of my street, and I should be able to walk down my street holding a uh, joint or holding a, uh, a bottle of alcohol. I'm not going to litter my bottle of alcohol on the side of the road. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take it to a trash can when it's done. And I'm not going to be rowdy, and I'm not going to be problematic. But if I want to walk down the street and do those things, I will be arrested. Um, you know, first off, the, the idea that, um, that you must have freedom... It's just not true. Most of human history, humans have been slaves. Okay, um, humans. The, the idea of freedom is relatively new. It only started a couple of centuries ago. The kings were free, right? Those those were the ones yeah. who were free, and and often they, uh, you know, they 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 gave homage to the emperors too. So, you know, the idea of freedom, you don't need it. You don't need freedom. You can live your life quite happily as a, um, you know, as a slave of the state, and that's what we are. And if you don't think you're a slave of the state, ask yourself about income tax how is it that the government can take a portion of the profits of your labor if they don't own you they own you if they don't own you if the government of the united states of america doesn't own your body how is it that they can take a portion of the labor of what your labor produces it's the same issue I mean, whether it's income tax or the ability to uh, to drink a, a beer under the age of 21 or to smoke a joint as a, as a consenting adult, it's all the same issue. Because do they own, own you. you or not? Do they own you or not? They Who clearly owns you. They don't, but they they enact ownership over you because they can't own you because you are you are yours. They can't ever control your thoughts, and that's why you're saying you can be completely happy. In a slavery situation. And if you're going to be enslaved and you're going to live through it, you might as well be as, as uh, pleased with your life as you can. You might as well be as mentally uh, happy as, as you can be, as contented as you can be. Uh, I'm content. I, am, I enjoy my life. Even though I am still a slave, I'm in, enjoying my life as much as possible. And I'm striving for as much freedom as I can, as I can attain. So freedom is a goal for me. And freedom is something well worth striving for. Some people don't agree. Some people, you know, like the idea of laying low and keeping their head down and just going along to get along. And, you know, they should be able to have that life. But if those of us that want freedom want to go after it, we should be, uh, we should be able to attain it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What would some examples be that you might give to our emailer of some things that make it pretty darn obvious that none of us are really free. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want. 
toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system. It's an internet forum, and you should expect it to be very internet forumy. In fact, expect more trolls than average. Uh, head over to bbs.freetalklive.com if you want to enjoy that. There are over 400,000 posts for you to surf around through. Lots to talk about. bbs.freetalklive.com toosmallforme.com it, It's a great way to share the baby items that you have or kids' items that you're not using anymore. You can clean them out and get, get, the, you know, get all that crap out of your closet that you don't need anymore. Save money by grabbing donated items that other people have. Obviously, kids grow. There'll probably be some uh, items there by uh, kids that are older than yours. You can take advantage of the coupons and freebies they have all over the site. It's easy to use. All the features on the site are absolutely free. Don't trash it. Stash it. You can pass it on to somebody else. It's two, the numeral two, small, the numeral four, me.com. Let's continue here with your phone calls. Our emailer was asking, what is it that you could mention that would demonstrate to him that things in America just aren't free? What are some obvious things? And you pointed out, Mark, income tax. I pointed out you can't walk down the street with a joint or a, or a bottle of alcohol. Uh, what would you share? What would your ob- uh, observations or your your examples be? 800-259-9231 or bring up whatever you want. The other thing uh, I was you know about income tax that I'd like to point out, the, the slavery aspect of it is you have to fill out an income tax form. Now, some people have it just have a regular old job and they don't, you know, don't get any deductions or anything like that. So they they can fill out that little 1040 easy, the easy form. They form can, yeah. Whip that, whip through that in 20 minutes or something like that. But when you have deductions and you know families and investments and things like that, it gets longer. My wife spends probably 40 hours a year filling out income tax forms, and that's she's compensated. In what way? By the fact that they don't throw her in a jail cell. Yeah, that's the compensation. Well, that's and, and yet and, and proves yet more slavery. And so she has to fill this out. The 14th Amendment says that. You are free unless you've committed some kind of crime or something like that. But, you know, this was to get rid of slavery and to prove that people are free. But, in fact, the 16th Amendment, which, you know, makes the uh, income tax legal, just nullifies that. They turn you into an accounting slave Mm -hmm. every year. They sure do. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Tony listening to or listening in Austin. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind tonight, Tony? I'm sorry? What is on your mind? You're on the air. Uh, I uh, I tuned in right when you guys finished talking about uh, reparations. And uh, I wanted to say that uh, I agree with you guys. And I don't know if you brought this up, but I had another reason why I think it's uh, unrealistic to uh, either pay out or or give reparations. Okay. Uh, At that time period in history, uh, however awful we think of it now, what happened to the Native Americans, unfortunately, was the norm. Uh, you know, conquering powers many times evicted or you know, killed inhabitants of the lands that they conquered. And I think that it's uh, unfair now to penalize us for the sins of uh, those people and their actions uh, when they were doing what at the time was the norm. Uh, I think it's even more unfair now that uh, America is the uh, the melting pot. We have so many people from so many countries living all over that uh, most uh, most of the people in this country 
uh, none of our ancestors had anything to do with the things that happened to yeah, the Native Yeah, you're exactly right. I was not involved in those purges. I would not have wanted anything to do with them. I certainly am not uh, affiliated with those people. And all those people are dead at this point. I think the best thing that could happen for uh, Native Americans at, uh, right now would be for the government to leave them the hell alone, to give them their land, to have the Bureau of Indi- uh, Indian Affairs or Land Management or whatever, get, just get rid of these government bureaucrats, get them out of their lives. There was a great John Stossel special back in, around the turn of the uh, the century where he – I think it was called John Stossel Goes to Washington, and he actually take a, uh, took a look. The whole special was uh, him comparing government involvement in something like airports, for instance, and then airports that were run without government involvement. And so one of the other things that he compared was uh, Indian reservations, one that was run essentially by the Bureau of Indian Affairs or whatever they call themselves, and then the other one that had managed to throw off the, uh, the, con- the control of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. And like one of the Indian reservations, the one that was controlled by the state, had just rampant uh, alcoholism and drug problems and just poverty. And then the other one, had, which they'd gotten rid of the state, the other one had new houses going up. People were, you know, the, the streets were looking good. Uh, things were, progress was being made. And it was just such a study in contrast. It was absolutely amazing. I think that would be the best answer for those folks. Not forcing people out of their homes and destroying other people's lives to try to make good for something that happened decades ago. I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Larry listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. You know, that's, hey. that what, what you're talking about with the Indians, that's a deed by conquest. There is such a thing as a conquest deed. When you go in and take over somebody and, and of course, as a consequence, they're moved off of their land. But the deal with slavery, you mentioned the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment have never been used to prove that uh, that persons of African descent are citizens. The 14th Amendment is prohibitive in nature. All it does are, in its character, it prohibits anybody from being enslaved or doing involuntary uh, servitude unless they are convicted of a crime, but it does not specify anybody to which that uh, is going to be hip prohibited to be done to. So. It doesn't really mention the, the the persons of African descent no, it who are really still slaves. And when you research it, you'll find that's the truth. But the deal is, we're all slaves. That's correct. We're all a big bunch of slaves. And you know what I've been trying to prove? We need to make our government stop lying about it. We need to make them stop talking about <laughs> that when you go to court that there's a constitution. The best thing to do against them is to put up billboards. We're all slaves. We don't have any constitutional rights. Anything that would, you know, back in the old old black community, we knew we didn't have any rights under Jim Crow, and we still don't have any rights, mm-hmm. but they lied to us and said, well, you got your civil rights, you got your constitutional rights, so we came out of our ghettos and our communities and uh, trusted them, but they have lied. Yep. You don't have anything when you go into courts now, so you just want to accept that. And, and the thing that's insidious is we allow them to keep lying that we do. The best thing to do for them is a campaign telling our kids in school you don't have any rights, you don't have anything. That way we won't uh, go out and get in any trouble because we don't know we don't we know we don't have any protection. We won't go out and uh, try to do anything to own any property or do anything else. And then they say, why? Why is everybody giving up? Say, well, we don't have anything to protect our property. Yeah. If we do wrong. We know that when we go to court, you do anything else you want to. Oh, it's so not even quit. if you do wrong. I mean, well, they'll just do, do whatever it, they want to you. If they, if well, they don't anyway, like you for whatever reason, 
they'll get they'll get you. So we need to just uh, I praise God to stop them from lying and creating. The well, that's never going to happen. But I but yeah. if they stopped lying, Larry, then <laughs> the illusion would fall. Uh, yeah, and, it will fall. Yeah. Right, and their illusion is all they have. It's the it's the illusion of legitimacy that mm-hmm. has managed to confuse people into believing that they're anything but the biggest gang in the United States. I thank you for the call. Great points tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. They can't stop lying. It's something they have to do to protect their whole structure. But I do like what Larry said about the idea of putting these idea these concepts out there, just laying it out there honestly for people. Hey, you're a slave. <laughs> I like I mean it's so easy to to communicate these concepts. Uh if you can tell the masses this and get them to wake up to this idea, then that that could result into some into it, some changes. It makes perfectly good sense. The people with uh money and that have owned the land and the government owns the land. Believe you. Believe me, they, the government owns your land. If it if you didn't have to pay property taxes, then you might own your land. But, I mean, why is it that you have to pay an annual rent every year in order to keep your land? Well, it's because it's not yours. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the people who have owned the land throughout the centuries have always enslaved those who didn't. And it, they've always, you know, got a portion of their labor. Right. I mean, that's that's it. You can't get 100% of a slave's labor because you have to feed the slave. You have to house the slave. That's what we've got in this country, a very efficient system of keeping the slaves happy and free of revolt. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you give the slave enough privileges and allow him to take care of himself for the most part, then he might not ever complain about the slavery. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is a Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, even if it's used, uh, they've got dozens of categories, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of items. It's a great shopping experience, user reviews on a bunch of products. Head over to amazon.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done and feel good because Free Talk Live is getting a cut. We go to your phone calls. Ladies first, Cheryl is listening to KMED in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Cheryl. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, listen, um, I'm calling to make a comment about um, the topic of the uh, person who emailed in and said, give them some ideas to know if what you're talking about is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you say if I went to go buy a car and I was going to pay cash for that car, the dealer usually makes you sign a slew of paperwork. Mm-hmm. One of those pieces of paper that they have you sign is actually signing your car over to the state. So if this if this person tried taking their license plates off their car, guess what guess what would happen? They would have it they stolen. They would have their car towed. Yep. They would have to pay all kinds of fines. Your car doesn't belong to you. It's called the uh, what you're talking about here, and it's very interesting uh, what you're what you're pointing out because it's so obscure, uh, but it's very intriguing. The manufacturer certificate of origin is what you're referring to. That's not what you. I don't think that's what you sign necessarily. Uh, but then again, I've never bought a brand new car, so I can't say for sure. Uh, but yeah, we wish we were as, as rich as you. <laughs> uh, but, 
But uh, it was the, hypothetical. Uh, so you've never done this either. Okay. So so the manufacturer's certificate of origin is something that ships out with every single vehicle that goes to a new car dealer. And then when you buy a brand new car, essentially what happens is the dealer has been instructed by the state to send the manufacturer's certificate of origin to the state government. And then in return for that, the state government will send you, the buyer, what they call a certificate of title. So that's not the manufacturer's certificate of origin. It's essentially evidence from the state that the state owns your car and is allowing you to use it. Is that basically what you're getting at? Yes, correct. And you know what? I've seen the manufacturer's certificate of origin. I know it's real. I know that's not like a conspiracy theory thing because I know it sounds crazy uh, the first time you hear something like that. And some people claim that they've been able to go and purchase a car with cash, no financing, just with cash, and they've that they've been uh, been able to prevent the dealer from sending that paperwork into the state and that they've kept the certificate of origin for themselves and kept the car completely off the state's uh, books. Yes, I've heard it, but what a hassle that would be. I mean, you get pulled over for not having plates on your car. Constantly. Well, I've, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard that if you write little incantations <laughs> on the car, like, this vessel is the sovereign property of the sovereign individual, yeah. of, the, of a citizen of the several states, you know, like, things like that written on the side, that somehow right. they won't do it. But, Mark, let's think about this, though. If you can afford to go out and lay down $25,000 cash for a brand new car... Then you can be free. You, well, yeah, I mean, you could drive around and, you know, this could be your hobby, getting pulled over by the cops and uh, just hassling them and not but not bowing down to them. I don't know. It'd be an interesting thing to experiment with. I'm not quite there financially yet to uh, to try that, but maybe in another 10 years. Thank you, right, Cheryl. But my point yes? was you're not free to drive your vehicle around. Correct. That's correct. They, they are allowing you to drive your vehicle around as long as you bow down to them and give them uh, their money every single year that they demand from you, uh, whatever the, the amount is. I mean, they can arbitrarily change those numbers. And, Mark, you were touching on this during one of the breaks. Is th- they can only raise the, pro- the taxes so high, right? Like, yeah, you're a slave, uh, and they understand that if they raise the, the taxes and the fees and all that beyond a certain point, well, the slaves won't be able to handle it anymore. The, and they'll, they'll refuse, yes. Yeah, it'll become uh, become more obvious to them. Cheryl, any other thoughts for us tonight? Oh, thanks. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's continue. Talk to Paul listening to WCHV in Virginia. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hello. Hey. Thanks for taking my call. You're on the air. What's on your mind, Paul? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I was listening to your conversations about natives, and, you know, I hate to say I'm part native and one of those guys, Germanic and native, and... I want to talk about an interesting uh, phenomenon down here in Virginia. Before you go uh, on, w- now what would happen if the uh, the federal government decided to make you pay the one half of yourself pay the other half reparations? <laughs> I'll tell you, you know which part of me is what. You know? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm with you on a lot of that. It's uh, and, and what you what you say is very true for what I know about Native uh, peoples and people who. Uh, the, the, uh, Bureau, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, Department of War, actually is where it came from, and it really is designed to destroy Native peoples. They're mm-hmm. better off just staying away. Absolutely. Um, so but, what were you calling about? Go ahead. Well, my point was, um, as we all know, uh, when, when uh, because the, uh, America defeated the colony, all rights to Indian land uh, was with the winning, uh, with the winning Americans. And so all these agreements that the colonial government had with the native peoples uh, were, uh, were were voided at that point. Um, hmm. So nothing really happened. You know, 
there's a couple, there's eight tribes in Virginia. They're all state recognized. And the two of them have reservations. The oldest reservation in America it actually is in Virginia. And, um, and they have, a, they don't pay taxes and they got a few little things and somehow they, they managed to keep their land. But, um, it, it, there's a thing that happened on the Jackson River, uh, where people were fishing up and down it and, um, farmers own a lot of the area there and they were, um, annoyed at these people going up and down the rivers fishing and, and they said, hey, we own this, we own the river. And I think, I'm not a lawyer, but, uh, there's a, there's a rule that says if you can, if you can, uh, go down the river in a boat. You don't really own it. You owe it. You own it to the highest water means and things like that. And mm. they took it to court, and uh, they said we own this property since crown's rights. And they flexed their crown rights on the property, and and sure enough, they had to stop running these river guides up and down the Jackson River because they said I'm, the court recognizes my crown rights. But on the same hand, they don't recognize the native people's crown rights to their original reservations, uh, which shows you that, it, you know, the government just does what they want. Yeah, it's totally uh, the government inconsistent. does what it wants. It's totally inconsistent. Uh, it does not follow, they don't follow their own rules, and they wantonly break their own rules and are never held responsible for them. Very right, rarely. I mean, oh, yeah, and I wanted to also say, you're talking about freedom, too. And let me tell you something. The freedom didn't come from John Locke. I don't know if y'all are... Uh, are uh, you know, patrons of philosophy and who's John Locke? lawyers, John Locke. I'm just kidding. Uh, and, <laughs> and all the people talked about freedom. But let me tell you, uh, as a Shawnee custom, uh, we always said that the rulers' authority extends no further than the pleasures of the people. And and and, and believe it or not, when when first colonists came to America, they had a real problem in Jamestown and other places. They were going Indian. They were leaving the colony. Uh, or, or, or Virginia Company, and they were living free with no laws, doing what they want. And the early colony had a had a hard time with that. People wanting to live free, and slowly yeah. all that all that crud that came from Europe, all the you know the the, uh, the the feudal system and all that stuff, slowly has now encroached. Sure. And every year I see American a little bit more like Europe. What we escaped, you know, Europe. To be Americans. Little men and little women with their hands on power, it'll never, I mean, you'll always be surprised at what they'll do next. I mean, there's yeah. always some new grab, some new thing they want to control. I mean, down here, or up here, rather, in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do, from where we do this show, one of the issues right now is that there's, uh, there's a restaurant that painted itself yellow. And this is the hot issue. Somebody on the radio this morning uh, here locally called it an offensive color. The, the, uh, the whole idea that a color could be offensive, uh, yet uh, let alone the, the idea that anybody else has any say as to what you paint your building is just outrageous. What's offensive is that somebody can tell you what color you can paint yeah. your building. That's offensive. Yeah, I, got a, I, got a, I got a friend who's a city planner. He says, you know, Paul, you cannot, legis you cannot legis legislate ugly. I mean, you can't do it. You can't, you know, and that's just too, you know, people are free. I like... I went to graduate school, actually, in New England uh, at Goddard College. You know, I had uh, people there, I had a free thinkers. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, it, is a, it, it, was a, it was a nice place. I wanted to go to New England. I wanted to go to Vermont and, and learn something there, and get, a little, get away from Virginia and, and learn, uh, you know, uh, and they're, they're very 
open. It is nice up here. Up I, I love being here in New England. I mean, having been uh, born originally in Florida, but one of the things that they were saying, and I thank you for the call tonight. One of the things that, that the complaining people were saying about this restaurant is that New England has a tradition of being stayed. New England, and I'm paraphrasing what they said. New England has a tradition of being drab and gray and brown and red, and we can't have these radical colors like yellow and green and blue and popping up all over town. This is crazy. People painting their buildings whatever color they want. What the hell? What are we, we going to do? It's going to be like long. It's it's, it's, it's going to be like Longbow Key here shortly. You're going to have to get permit to do everything. If you haven't seen Pleasantville, uh, make it uh, notate that on your Netflix list, or go out to the video store and res- uh, rent yourself Pleasantville. It uh, it's so it's such a brilliant film about color coming into a community. It's Free Talk Live Hour Two coming up. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Your calls are what the show's about. We go to them. We'll start with Bill listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, um, I heard you earlier talking about, you know, the fees on cars. And I was just thinking, I've never owned a home before. I mean, I know I pay uh, property taxes inside my rent. but Yes, you do. What, what percentage, or do, you, or do you know of a lot of um, counties throughout the country, what percentage would you say overall that have no property taxes if I was to buy a house? I've never heard of it. I've heard of a, a thing, a, a fictitious beast called an allodial title, which I've uh, searched down on the inner inner tubes <laughs> as thoroughly as I possibly can. And it's one of those conspiracy theories. And it, it right. appears to be, yeah, just pretty much like a chimera. Yeah, <laughs> something chimera, for, yeah. chimera, something for you to go after that's not really there. Necessarily. Yeah, but uh, oh, I see. The, the, the fact is, all the the governments own all the land, and you must pay the manual rent to live on it. Okay, so there's no no little. Um, Hidden areas that of utopia where you can go, you know, buy a house and not have to worry about that. There are places where the taxes are less than they are um, in other places. As a matter of fact, I've heard of uh, an, another, um, you know, uh, another thing I've heard is that houses out west, and I imagine you're talking about some little places in like Nevada and uh, Wyoming and places like that, that will actually uh, the 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 town governments, or the uh, county governments, will give you the property just so you'll pay the property taxes on it. Oh, okay. Because it's been, you know, you know, lost to them. But, you know, people can't sell it for anything, so they just leave, and then yeah. the county get and the county gets it, and then it's falling apart on them. Yeah, so. I know there's um, eight or ten states that have no state income tax, but I didn't know about the property tax. I just wanted to know. Yep, there so, you go. 
That's all I got. Thanks, hey, Bill. Thanks, guys. Appreciate okay. it. 800-259-9231. Now, there are some places where there's no zoning laws, which that's kind of nice. I mean, if you if you have your... I imagine every state pretty much has that somewhere. Some places, yeah. If you have a, pl- uh, a plot of land and you can change it without begging bureaucrats' permission, that's certainly, uh, that's certainly better than what most people have, where you have to beg and plead for every little change that you want to make to your property. In some places, it's worse than others. 800-259-9231. So if you want to share your, uh, you're welcome to share your zoning hell story or whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. We continue and talk to Dave, listening to uh, to KGEZ in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, power to the people. Hey, what's on uh, What's on your mind, Dave? Hey, uh, the cost of freedom is when they bury in the ground because... That's what we're all prisoners of the flesh. That's the true freedom. And while we're here, the antidote is love, because uh, that's the only way we're going to have any kind of near freedom here. Because where there is freedom, there is love. And uh, a lot of times, the government forgets about the compassion. It likes to pretend as though it's compassionate. Government likes uh, government people like to act as though they are no, compassionate. They use, as, they use it as a whip, like the compassion to save us from the terrorists. We're going to take your rights away. You know that's how they show. It. But uh, more freedom was uh, our forefathers' answer to when we got bigger. We're going to need more freedom. That's true compassion. I mean, being able to grant your neighbors freedom is, in my opinion, true true love, true compassion. What do you think, Dave? Still there? He's gone. 800-259-9231. What do you think, Mark? Well, <laughs> true compassion. I, I, I agree that uh, that makes perfectly good sense to me, that, uh, you know, people, that, that compassion is giving other people the freedom that you wish you had. Let's continue and talk to Bob, listening in New Hampshire. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Bob is gone. Let's try instead Dan in Indiana. Dan, you are on Free Talk Live. Uh, Good evening, gentlemen. There was a question I wanted to call in about last week, but um, I guess I called into the show a little bit too late. And it uh, really had to do with, um, but but it's kind of taken a back seat to what I really wanted to call you about because of what happened this morning to Jesse. But uh, I'll be real brief about it. Uh, The first thing, uh, you know how these people like to run around with the Che Guevara shirts on and stuff like that? Oh, boy, do they. Obviously, obviously kids. a freedom activist and stuff would want to have a uh, picture of a, of a dead freedom activist on their shirt. And I, I wanted to I want to make sure, because I'm like you, I'm 100% voluntarist and stuff. So I want somebody on my shirt, you know, back in the day, I thought, oh, let's have Washington on. It's like, ah, oh, man, Washington sucks. I thought, oh, Ben Franklin, there can't be nothing wrong with him. Oh, Ben Franklin, he stinks too, you know, and, yeah, those it's founding like, fathers were not perfect men. Are you lo- so you're looking for like a, a true voluntarist, uh, pure libertarian yeah. hero that you can put on a shirt? Yeah, and I read some stuff on on Wikipedia about uh, Lysander Spooner because I was all about Spooner and stuff on his shirt. Yeah. Really looking up like Karl Marx to where the <laughs> yeah. where the socialists go. Oh, you like Marx too? No, I don't. <laughs> it says Spooner under there. So what's wrong with but, Spooner? No, that's what I'm asking you. Is, is, is he good? I, I don't know. I don't really... There's, there's so little... Well, Wikipedia said that he was um, a socialist. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Mark, you were saying? There's so little information on Lysander Spooner that, uh, therefore, the information that is out there is very pro-freedom. I think Murray Rothbard might be a way to go. Oh, Rothbard, I never thought about that. Okay, getting to the other thing, um, and, and I want you guys to think of this as planting a seed, not something that's going to, uh, uh, you know, be accepted right away. Do you have a permit uh, I... to plant those seeds, Dan? Okay, that's what I was getting ready to go with this stuff, the permit, uh, the whole permit process. 
how about we just go and print up our own little permits and stuff? And I know, like I said, just planting a little seed there, okay, saying, hey, here's a permit to walk down the street. Here's a permit to, to um, uh, cultivate. Here's a permit uh, how about to a skeleton key permit? How, mu- how about like a permit that is a permit for everything? I mean, as long as you're not harming people. Here's my well, permit, saying, officer. It permits me to do anything I want as long as I'm not harming anybody right, else. Right, but I'm saying that on the bottom of the permits, we'd say on there, you know, a little disclaimer saying, you know, hey, uh, you know, obviously the state isn't going to recognize this, but we would give them people for free, of course. You don't want to charge them for a permit or a license, but to, to do uh, unlicensed manicurisms and I love stuff it. like that. I think it's a great idea. Gives you give you a hard time. And then, and then in the meantime, that's good. But then eventually and stuff, uh, they'll say, oh, well, there's no uh, private free market solution. Well, wait a minute. So-and-so appears been printing out permits for a long time, you know? <laughs> I just so think it'd be I'm funny not... to, to give the activists their own permits uh, when they go to do something. And by, by the way, you're, what you're referencing is early this morning here in Keene, New Hampshire, a man was arrested. A uh, listener to the program, blogger at freekeen.com, and Arco Jesse was arrested for tilling the land. Uh, I think the charge is excavation without a permit on a piece of what is allegedly public property. And uh, they're charging him with this is a $120 fine. He is refusing to pay the fine. He is going to take it to court. And that's what went down today. You can see the video if you go to freekeen.com. It's right there at the uh, the top of the page. But I think it'd be awesome if like, if he was there and the cops come up and say, do you have a permit for this? And he says, well, yeah, here it is right here. Dan gave it to me. Thanks for the call, Dan. I really appreciate okay. hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. I have to get a burn permit to uh, burn shrubs or you know, a brush on you my, don't have to do anything. On my land. Um, that's what they require. And I often uh, tease the, uh, the the fire marshal guy that, hey, you know, the last time I got one of your, your, per- your fireproof pieces of paper, I tossed in the fire. It burned right <laughs> up. I don't know what that permit's for it doesn't stop the fire from burning things what did he say he, he chuckles at me yeah as he counted your money no he doesn't, right? it doesn't cost anything really you just have to ask permission the county pays him that town pays him right but the permit itself that does not cost anything correct okay well it's that's not as bad as it could be it right will in a decade yeah exactly 800-259-9231. I just love the idea of just kind of duplicating some of the things that they do and pretending as though the the things that we've duplicated have the same level of legitimacy as theirs. So mm-hmm. our permit should be as legitimate as theirs. Make we sure wrote it down some, on paper. Make sure you get some NCR paper. What's that? That's the one that comes with several sheets in different colors do, when you write oh, it and it goes through all the way through. Oh, you mean carbon paper? It's not carbon paper. Carbon paper is pretty old technology, man. Uh, hasn't been around in a long time. This is the it's NCR paper. You, there's no carbon. There's, it's, it's like Built into the paper or something, Carbonous, right? Yeah. What's the NCR stand for? Non-carbon something? Something like that. Okay. you got to find these things out, man. I Wikipedia. don't even know if that's exactly what it is. That's just what I've heard. 1-800-259-9231. I actually called the uh, the local Politico talk show this morning, and I asked them. I said, because last week they st- uh, voted to steal some people's houses here because they didn't pay property taxes. They do that in every town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I asked them. I said, well, what if I, my friends and I got together? And uh, we had a little election, and we got people together, and we had a constitutional convention, wrote up our own constitution, declared our independence, wrote up our own constitution, and then decided to start sending out property tax bills to you city councilors. And if you didn't pay our property tax bills, and we sent men with guns there calling themselves the police to your home to throw you out of your homes, would that be stealing? Because they said, one of the counselors said last week that it's not stealing when they take people's property for non-payment of property taxes because it's the law. So what happens if my friends and I write our own laws? Can we then not steal your homes too? No, you're just nuts. It's Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. 
This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and I'd like to, to point out that some of the free features include the archives. We've got an entire year's worth of the show, front page of the website. You just click and download it, and they're yours, freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential, and it's guaranteed. You can go over there and get a free account today, whether you have your have a business or not. It's PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. PrivacyHarbor.com. As we continue here with your phone calls, and we talk to Chris in Charleston, listening to WSC-FM. Hello, Chris. Chris, you are on the air. Go in once. Chris, yes, I'm here. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Um, well, you were talking about what's not free, and our Constitution tells us we have the right to keep and bear arms. Yep. But in order for me to bear arms, I have to pay for a license, I have to pay for a class, and I have to pay for a background check. How is that free? It's not. It's not. It's, if it's a right, how how can you how can it be a right if you have to ask permission? Right. Exactly. If I need a license, which which actually I believe is permission to do something that would be otherwise illegal. So why do I need a license to do something that's guaranteed me in the Constitution? Here's why. I can answer why. You see, here's what happened. Back in the past, uh, the government people started passing rules and regulations, and people allowed it to happen. And so they just kept, pass, uh, kept passing them and passing them and adding more and adding more, and people just kept allowing and allowing and allowing. And uh, that includes the gun owners. The gun owners said, okay, yeah, license me. Sure, sure, it's for my own good. Oh, right. sure. Well, this is uh, – I'm sure that the first step was either ex-convicts or crazy people, right? Because mm-hmm. – I mean, we've all seen blithering madmen out there that it seems a really bad idea to hand them a handgun. Well, um, so, so I mean, I guess that one sort of asks oneself, well, what do you do about that situation? I guess it's a problem that solves themselves. If everybody could be armed, yeah. um, you know, in, in society, and we would probably have a much more polite society, the blithering madmen that they were armed last. would probably be taken care of. The ex-convict situation is, uh, to me, a much murkier one. I don't understand why in the world they would try to take the the right to bear arms away from ex-convicts when, if the guy's too dangerous to own a gun, why the heck did you let him out of prison in the first place? Good point. Yep, Very so you, good point. You nailed it. Thank you for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. Luckily, we're here in New Hampshire where they have this uh, neat little thing called open carry. I don't know what it's like down in South Carolina, but up here, if you want to just carry a gun around, you don't have to ask anybody's permission as long as it's out in the open. So if it's concealed, then they demand that you get one of their permits. But next door, Vermont and Alaska, I believe, do not require permits for concealed carry. And you know what? Hmm. There's not rampant gun crime in Vermont or Alaska. wonder why that is. Well, it's because in the places where the gun, gun laws are the least restrictive... They're the safest places to be because gun owners aren't restricted from doing things. They don't have to go and beg a bunch of permission from bureaucrats in order to uh, to exercise their freedoms. But the reason why you have to get permits today is because somebody in the past decided that that was an okay idea and nobody bothered to stand up to it. Nobody bothered to refuse to obey. 
if somebody had bothered, if somebody had taken the risk, if somebody had said, no, I have a right to bear arms and I'm not going to go down and, and submit myself to you bureaucrats and your poking and your prodding and your forms and your fees and your hoops that you uh, demand that I jump through, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, it happens uh, here in New Hampshire where open carry is legal. It... <laughs> It's almost a guarantee if you walk down the street, and, and we have many activists that do do just that, walk down the street with a gun on their hip, that they'll have the cops called on them by somebody uh, somewhere. Usually that person's visiting from Connecticut, Massachusetts, uh, or uh, New York. I'd like to give you an example of something that happened today, just as an example of how much more free things are up here in New Hampshire compared to other places. And I'm going to bring Jesse on the line uh, from New Hampshire to talk about this. Jesse, you were the man that was arrested today in uh, Keene's Central Square. You were arrested for uh, ex- illegal excavation or excavation without a permit. But the reason I uh, wanted to w- talk briefly about guns is because you actually brought a rifle out with you to, uh, in your words, shoot the gophers because you were out gardening uh, this morning in the, the public square. Uh, but you actually brought a, uh, well, it looked like a twenty two out with you. And it was leaning up against a tree. As the police arrived to arrest you, they began putting you in handcuffs. And the lieutenant that was arresting you actually looked at us, and he asked us to take your gun away from the scene after you guys were leaving. So they could have confiscated your firearm, and they or could have... Or charged you with armed excavation. <laughs> yeah, or they could have confiscated the firearm, uh, but they didn't. And they could have held on to it for a while, because that's what governments do when they confiscate your property. They uh, do their best to prevent you from getting it back. But, you know, the... Obviously, they did the wrong thing by arresting you today, but credit where credit's due, it could have been a lot worse. Your thoughts? No, yeah, absolutely. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, they did take the garden hoe, and they did take the topsoil, but, I mean, uh, it's uh, you know, that those those cost me maybe about, I don't know, 20 bucks total, so mm-hmm. it's not like well, it's $100, several hundred dollar investment. Did you expect rifle. them to take those, th- those implements? Uh, I... Did not expect them to take the topsoil, maybe okay. the garden hoe, you know, and as like evidence for later. And they took photos, so. But I guess, um, yeah, I, you know what, I, I can't really say I'm surprised by anything they do. So that they took my garden hoe and topsoil. Really. What were you doing today, Jesse? I mean, for those listeners that are not aware, those just tuning in tonight, why were you arrested for gardening in a, in a public place? I mean, what what was going on? Well. I wasn't just gardening in public place. Place I was making a statement. The city council gave five thousand dollars to a private feasibility study, uh, and I thought that was ridiculous. I thought you don't need to start a garden or a co-op for uh, uh, for five thousand dollars. Right. Let me let me and, rephrase that. They stole five. They they stole thousands of dollars from property owners, and then right. they gave that money to some private company to run a study as to whether or not they would go into business here in in the city that we live. That's right. That's right. And I, I, I was personally incensed at this. And, you know, having been a gardener in the past, I thought, you don't need that kind of money to, to do this. And so I, I, made, I, I announced it here on Free Talk Live, and I made a post on freekeen.com, and I pretty much stated my intent that uh, I'm one proving model of inefficiency just by being out there. I was proving them wrong that they didn't know, need to throw $5,000 around. And I was basically going to start, yeah, just start a garden. I was going to start a community garden on community property for use by anybody that wants to use it. I'm sure low-income families uh, would want it. Uh, it was going to be donation-based uh, or labor-based. If you wanted to, you know, help work on it, that'd be great. Any donations that I got would go straight towards cost of uh, upkeeping it, and any excess at the end of the crop season was going to go to the community kitchen. 
So it's not like I was, you know, I mean, like, I, I could have really made money off of it, but that wasn't really my intent. You my weren't going to make money off of it. You knew that as well <laughs> as anyone, that you weren't going to get through the, the, the first hour of hoeing. Well, no, yeah, but, the, you know, the intent was never to, like, make it, like, a profit thing for me. The intent was always to make it, like, a community thing on community property. And, and you said your intent was not even to get arrested. Uh, your intent was to plant a garden, and they they decided to come and arrest you today. I want to bring you back here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231, if you have a question, for the illegal gardener. Uh, he is on the line with us. We'll talk more about what happened today and uh, how you can get involved. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You dial toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the number for you. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they're all completely free. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of them. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and proof they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. Shrine.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. If you've got a company, you should appreciate that SACL CAI is the main sponsor of this show and support them by, you know, perhaps turning over your account rec- accounts receivable to them. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the uh, right-hand side. So this morning in Keene, New Hampshire, there was an arrest. And you'd think the police would have something better to do, but apparently not, uh, because they arrested a man for excavating without a permit. And uh, allow me to describe briefly what they were defining as excavating. He had a, I believe, was the, uh, Jesse's back with us in New Hampshire. Was that a trowel? Was that the instrument, uh, the implement? That uh, we- it was a garden hoe. It was a, it was a, it was a very small and old garden hoe. And about um, how far down were you digging this morning? Maybe, uh, you know what, at, at a very liberal guess, three inches down, I was so far, I, I, was, I may have gone like another couple inches down to get out roots. So like I had intended to go maybe five down. Just right. cleared out of rocks and debris, but so then then a cop comes by, uh, Lieutenant Maxfield from the Keene Police Department comes by and arrests you for excavation without a permit, and then begins to uh, talk about how well this is for your safety. They're arresting you for your safety, Jesse, because <laughs> so you, there could be so you don't get mobbed. No, yeah. no, there could be electrical lines running underneath here. Seems unlikely. Well, not uh, at three, not at three inches. It's more like a, a couple feet down. Jesse, maybe. did you think for a moment you were going to make it? Uh, you were going to walk away from that circle this morning without? Uh, little silver bracelets on? Actually, I thought they might have just, like, taken the hull away and written me a ticket, and then, you know, they would have said, get out of here, go on, get. I didn't actually expect them to arrest me over it. Well, uh, but I, I think the reason why they did that, I was thinking on that today, like, and they really didn't need to. I think it was just so when they did leave, I didn't go back to doing what I was doing. So I think which is likely. So I bringing me to the station that they could put a stop on it and I wouldn't go back. Well, and I didn't, but because I had better things to do. I, I, you know, Jesse, I, I think that this uh, bit of civil disobedience has a, uh, a certain level of poignancy to it. And I, I think it was heroic, personally. Well, I, uh, heroic seems to be pushing it in uh, uh, the definition of heroic for me, but a certain level of poignancy and timeliness to it. So I'm not completely against it. However, at the same time, I don't see what the police could have done besides arrest you. They could have left him alone. No, but he could have planted were, his garden. Yeah. 
<laughs> in the middle of town square. That makes no sense. On a public plot of land that is allegedly owned by everybody, right? That's what they claim. That's what people who support public property claim. Well, we all own a piece. Well, that's nonsense. And that's what yeah. and that was proven today. It was proven that we do not own anything. And also, one of the reasons why you did this, beyond to to, uh, to point out how absurd it is that uh, city government is is giving money to some private organization to uh, to look into their uh, their business interests. But uh, the other thing you was you were pointing out is the tragedy of the commons. Can you explain that a little bit for our listeners that might not understand? No. Yeah. Uh, basically, people say you know the idea that uh, there can be communal property or community property that's collectively owned by everybody it's 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 such a, a such a twisting thing in that like well, government owns it but the people own it and um you know people the people pay for it through taxes and the government owns i mean there's 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 actually like different i've i've heard different things and they all kind of in different ways but basically uh because everybody has an equal share in it an equal stake of the property uh we everybody gets a say but people forget that property rights are absolute in that, you, you know, by having, uh, you know, at best, everybody would get like uh, a quarter of a square inch of that property. So, um, I mean, ultimately, it's, I, I really don't know the, the, like, the most concise way to put if it. If you decide to use your property, if they're, if they're saying that this is commonly owned, that everybody owns a piece of it in communal, uh, then if you go and you decide to utilize your what is you, be, you believe to be your property for the purposes that you think are appropriate, and then other people decide that they don't agree and they want to use it for their purposes, you have a, uh, a conflict that cannot necessarily be remedied. And you could say, well, majority rules. Well, then it's not really uh, you know uh, real ownership. If 51% can say what you can do on what is supposedly your property, too... You Obviously, it's, never owned property with another individual. Actually, I have, and I, I do have five, four other roommates. I was so talking I, to Ian if he's if oh. he's saying that you don't really own property if you can't do what you want with it. But I there mean, is no but, pre-existing agreement with this property, Mark. See, that's the difference. I've owned property with another individual, and we have pre-existing agreements as to how to handle that stuff. This community-owned property is allegedly owned by everybody, but that's the only specification is that everybody owns this. Except when you go and you try to prove that you own it by doing something to it, then men with guns show up and they say, we own this. You don't. I'm of the opinion that the problem with municipal corporations is the way that they collect money, not that the way, the way, not necessarily the way they own property. Jesse, any other thoughts today uh, reflecting on what happened to you today? I mean, you've got you're going to go to court over this thing. You're not going to be paying the fine. Is that all correct? No, that's correct. I um, I was actually I, I was thinking about this earlier too. That uh, going to court is they're they're going to pretty much have they're they're going to have to be explicit in that public property really isn't public. So that's that's a blow for them right there. Mm-hmm. Secondly. Um, if they tell me my garden wasn't wanted, I mean, they're going to try and make it about the excavation permit, and I'm not going to have any of that. I'm going, I'm going to say that this is about a garden. You know, I wasn't simply excavating. I wasn't digging a hole for my health. I was creating a garden, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and if they say that the community garden isn't wanted, then by extension, that must mean that the Keene Co-op isn't wanted, because they're the same thing. The only difference is that I used privately attained funds, and they used $5,000 worth of public funds. Well, That's the King Co-op is a is a business. They're uh, you know putting forth a business. It will be a structure in which you can buy, uh, you know, the 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 fruits of the products of other uh, local farmers and things like that. It's not a cooperative garden. It's a cooperative you know 
business. I guess. Right, but the the way a co-op uh, business model works is people get to buy shares in it. Well, yeah. you, you could buy shares in it, but the thing is, five thousand uh, five thousand dollars was dropped. I don't think any of us are going to actually own shares in that co-op, nope. even if it's what twenty one cents each. Um, nope. I, I, it's still, it's still not justified or right in what they're doing. So you're planning on calling up bureaucrats uh, under the stand to ask them questions about public ownership of property and, and really get that all I, out into I, the I'm open? I'm going to try and do that. I, I mean, I can't, I don't think I, 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 you know, I really don't like their system, so I don't know if I try to get them subpoenaed in there, but I, yeah. uh, I, I'm going to see what I can do. All right. Very good. And you can follow the progress over at freekeen.com. Jesse, thank you uh, for the call tonight. appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can see video footage of the arrest this morning uh, and analysis and uh, for, there's forum discussions and everything over at freekeen.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk, ladies first, to Linda, listening in Austin. Linda, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what what town is Jesse from? Uh, Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, well, I'm in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And a, a few of us are approaching the Mayor's Neighborhood Garden Project by saying that we spend millions of dollars every year to fluoridate and poison our water. The city does. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing it since 1972. So we keep going to the city council, and we give them books like um, The Fluoride Deception, the book called Fluoride Deception. We're giving them movies put out by Fluoride Action Network and dentists who are opposed to fluoridating the water. And we're saying, let's spend those millions of dollars that you're spending putting fluoride in our water on neighborhood garden projects. Seems a more reasonable proposal, though my dental hygienist swears that uh, teeth are in worse condition up here because there's, there's no fluoride in the water in Keene, New Hampshire. Well, actually, you could tell your dentist to read the fluoride deception and that 97% of Europe has studied the situation and they've all banned fluoride in Europe. Yes, 97%. Hmm. The World Health Organization is actually spending money to get fluoride out of naturally occurring areas like in China where you have crippling arthritis. But I wanted to tell the guy before that has his um, neighborhood, his garden project problem, Mm -hmm. I just turned 60, but when I was in my 20s, about seven of us formed a little group. Sounds like you've got a longer story. Hang on, we'll bring you back. You can tell your story here in a moment. 800-259-9231. Is fluoride in water good or not? I don't know, but how do you take it out? Can a filter do that? Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's the live Saturday edition. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as... Three bucks per month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. You call in about anything, we take your calls, and we'll go back to Linda in Austin. Now, Linda, you were telling us, uh, getting just about to tell us uh, something about your friends uh, because you wanted to 
to comment on uh, what had happened with Jesse, our caller earlier, who was arrested this morning for tilling the soil in preparation for planting a few seeds in what was allegedly, or what is allegedly, a public commons. And I uh, wanted to just have you go ahead and continue your story. So go ahead. Right. When I was in my 20s, which was in the 70s, about seven of us just formed a little group in Denver, and we went to the mayor, and we said, Seattle has mayor's neighborhood garden projects, and Boston has neighborhood garden projects. We want you to have a mayor's neighborhood garden project. And he said, oh, okay. And to this day, there's still a mayor's neighborhood garden project in Denver, and basically what they do is plow up your land for you, and they give you a a tool so that you can use a fire hydrant and get water or they'll give your neighbors a discount in the water and it, it's a very wonderful project when, the, when you I'm say they I, will plow the land who's they uh the city parks city parks department so they'll come like, to your property and plow it for you well, what we did is we'd find out all the empty plots, all the empty lots all over Denver. And if there was a lot that belonged to somebody who lives out in Arizona, we would write them a letter and say, can we use your lot for a neighborhood garden? Mm-hmm. We'd get their permission, and then the, well, then we'd get the city to plow it for us. At one point in time, they offered us the sludge, and we said, no thanks, because there's heavy metals in sludge. But they did a lot to help us, and they gave us the main thing was a water break. And then there were a lot of Vietnamese people that wanted a big plot of land. So why, they is it you big... could, why is it you needed the city to be involved in this? You couldn't find a plow? Well, it's kind of like this. Like in Austin now, 40 years later, you know, the city, for some reason, they have like $64 million to give to a high-end shopping mall. And my position is if we got $64 million to give to a shopping mall or we have millions of dollars to put fluoride in our water to poison ourselves, then we need to start taking a look at where they're deciding to spend money and say, no, we wanted you to spend it over here in Organic you know, I think you, I, I see where you're coming from, Linda, and I I see I I completely understand what you're saying, and I think that in your in the paradigm that you exist uh, that you, that, you, that you're in right now, it makes sense, makes complete sense. Although I would suggest that you step outside of the box just a little bit and suggest that instead of uh, begging the gov- the politicians to spend the money in the way that you think is best, because you're always going to be fighting that battle, you're always going to be fighting the special interests, you're going to be fighting the mall that's getting the 64 million, you're going to be fighting people who probably have deeper pockets than you and who are most likely going to be favored by the politicians. It's just the way the system works. I think what you should be considering advocating for instead of just minor changes to the system is a change to the system itself, and that is to make it so that you don't have to give them your money in the first place. That way people like you can get together with other like-minded folks, and you can keep all the money that you earn, and you can get together and do your own community garden without having to go and you know beg the, the city for, for permission. And I think that's where a lot of people really miss the boat, is that they see this system that's been put out in front of them, and they, you know, they think, well, I've got to go and I've got to use the system to get done what I want to get done. But inevitably what happens is the system puts people in conflict with one another. It, it actually engenders hatred. It engenders strife. It engenders conflict because if you get favored over the other group that's asking for the money to be spent the way they think is best, then the other group is very angry as a result of that and they want to strike 
strike back, and so they run some candidates or they try to influence the next election. And it's just this constant uh, tug of war that uh, that never ends, and no one will ever be truly satisfied as uh, as time goes on, and one uh, group or one uh, entity takes advantage of the others through the governmental system that we have. I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate. Wait, uh, wait, hearing... wait. Yes, go ahead. One more thing. Yeah, Can briefly. I say one more thing? How do you propose we we get them to get fluoride out of our water? Because I don't know. This is a, That's this a good is, question. Well, I guess you could try yeah, begging. No. Thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. I, you know, I'm not sh- sure about if fluoride is bad or not. She certainly seems to b- believe it is. I, I mean, I don't Every think... Every dentist I've ever talked to th- feels otherwise. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh, but, but I do uh, like the idea of just having the, the government people clean the water and just deliver clean water. If you want to add things to it, then you should be able to do that on your end. Don't you think? Wouldn't that make the most I think sense? the government uh, should be out of uh, the, the water delivering business. It seems crazy to me. We managed to get our food from, uh, you know, disparity of different organizations. Why is it that we were getting, uh, you know, it's always government that delivers water? That would be one way to answer her question uh, If as far as how to get water without these chemicals that she doesn't like in in it uh, would be to have a, a free market and water distribution where there could maybe be a couple different providers to choose from and maybe one would offer one product that's slightly different from the other one uh, or, or you know you could always go buy bottled water or try to reclaim water yourself on your own property from rain rainfall I mean there, there could be different ways to uh, put up a big tank or something like that in your yard who knows if you want to get creative I'm sure there are options. Dig a well, of course. Wells are always a a possibility. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Michelle listening in Illinois. Michelle, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Michelle. What's on your mind today? And I was calling because I would like the politicians to be aware of a state law I got passed in Illinois by walking my streets and raising 536 petitions for perpetrators of rape and child molestation and men and women rape. So what happened? I'm sorry. What, I'm, I'm a little confused. What do you want them to be aware of? To be aware that I got a new state law in Illinois and I'm fighting nationwide. You're fighting for a new law. Now, what is this law? This law is where perpetrators of rape and child molestation, the perpetrators have to pay lifetime long-term care in the state of Illinois. Lifetime long-term care. Nationwide. What is that? What is lifetime long-term care? It handles medications for life or hearing aids, uh, counseling, So you believe that you believe that somebody who commits those acts, and they are heinous acts, should be responsible for taking full and complete care of their victims, even for things, even for damage that they didn't do. Is that what you're saying? No, damages that they did do okay. to the victims. I see. Makes sense to me. It sounded to me like you were suggesting that they just are take care. They just put their bill, uh, the bill for their health care, for the rest of their lives. No, the law passed here in Illinois where they do have to pay lifetime care for the victims. Lifetime. Okay, so so you're telling me that prior to this law, the victims were not being compensated in these cases. Um, through victims' compensation, but not for life. Only for about um, a month to get medication and counseling. They can't pay every victim, and the perpetrator they freeze their assets, and then money is sent to the victim under the Privacy Act. So the victim has the money for lifetime medications so they don't fall from middle class to poverty. 
for their lifetime counseling or... Well, I'm all in favor of, uh, you know, essentially having victims being made whole. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, if if it's required that something, if they need medication for life as a result of the damage that somebody did... The counseling, I mean, I think it, it's, it seems to me that it should go on as long as they need it. If, yeah. Uh, somebody... Yes. Thank you for the call and tonight. I, I appreciate hearing from you. Yes? Hmm? Get on and see the law. May I give that out? Briefly. Go ahead. It's www. Yep. Everyone knows L-A, that part. A D like dog. Y like yellow. D like dog. Yeah. Can you just D give like us the elephant, word? W can, like wonderful. Can, com. can you just give us the word? What was that? Oh, lady do. Lady at the end. You said. D-E-W. All right. Thank yeah. you for the call tonight. Good luck out there. 800-259-9231. I was a little concerned. It sounded like she meant, like, take care of them no matter what their health problems were for the rest of their lives, which isn't really the responsibility of the perpetrator in that case. I was concerned that she was going to start with H-T-T-H-T-H as in hat, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, P as in Paul, colon, forward slash, slash, forward slash. That's the one on the lower right-hand corner of your keyboard. You know, it, it's just, it's different age groups, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, by the way, here, try this out. This is a radical idea. When you put in your websites on your internet browser. On the, on the strip of the URL. You can leave out W's. Yeah, you can. You don't on need like them. like 99.9% of the websites. There are some government sites where it won't work. Well, of course, they're yeah. screwy. <laughs> Hey, hour number three is coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. Let's talk pirates, shall we? These pirates are in the news. They're all over the place. Pirates, pirates, pirates. And we'll take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So we continue here. We'll talk pirates if we get a chance, but your calls are what the show's about. So let's talk to Keith. Listening in Austin, Keith, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Oh, thanks for taking my call, man. Thanks for making uh, it. What's on your mind tonight, Keith? Yeah, I went to the school. It's called CSB School of Broadcasting. Okay. And it's like to do like radio, like what y'all do. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And um, the school shut down, but when I like signed up, I took out my loan. Like the school went bankrupt and. Like, is there any way, like, I could talk, like, say I can get, like, a a forgiveness and they'll wipe, away, wipe it away? I mean, I was just calling y'all because y'all seem to know a whole lot, about a whole lot of stuff. What was it that, let me see if I can understand this. I did hear the news about this. It's the Connecticut School of Broadcasting that went under in the middle of their of the semester, basically. And oh, yes. So, yes, 
So you got a loan to go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. You then paid for the semester. Did the loan cover the just that one semester? What was the loan for exactly? No, I mean, well, that's that's the other. I had already graduated from it, but they told us that we could use the anytime they came out like with radio equipment or television equipment. We could go and use it like for a lifetime anywhere in the United States. You could use what? The Connecticut School of Broadcasting could go back there and get like a refresher course or something? Or at least use their. their... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, You go in there and practice on the equipment and polish up your skills. You know what? I I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And, Mark, you're welcome to correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but I think you're screwed. Uh, You know, their lifetime guarantee only exists for their lifetime, not yours. He's not going to get anything from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. However, um, it seems like the the government, uh, you know, they gave the money to this organization. That's their fault. Wait, was it a government loan? No, it was uh, Sally May. That's that's pretty much a government loan. Government-ish. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was government issue. They just, I just needed the loan to get into to the school. But what were you? Su- just, hold on a second. What were you suggesting, Mark? About the if it was a government loan, what were if you? If it's suggesting? a government loan, then the government should be responsible for going and get the, getting their money out of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and they should forgive him his half of the loan. He didn't get, um, you know, he but didn't he got get half the of the year. He, he got, did not. No. Wait, I thought you said you went to you already went to the school and graduated. Yeah, but I'm saying right. for the, oh, other, okay. the other people that I know of, I know other people that's gone there and I've recommended it to them, and they did the half the semester, and then mm. the school just shut down, and like they didn't pay some of the teachers either for uh. There, they just cut the teachers off and didn't tell them nothing. I thought they were reopening the uh, the campuses to finish out the semester. Is that not the, is that not the case? I thought I'd heard that. Well, I didn't hear anything about it. You know, they here in Austin, they they haven't told us nothing. They well, would they tell you? You haven't really gone to this. I mean, you're, you're graduated, so would they have any reason to tell you? I would think that the current students would be the ones that would be most concerned about that. But they told us that we could use the facilities for like lifetime. Right. So, but but that's just a that's just a promise that they can make and that you could you could have taken advantage of had they stayed in business. What I'm saying is they have they have no obligation to reach out to you and to say, hey, come on in, we're going to be open for another three months. Uh, you can use our facilities. They, you, you're not a current student, so they've no real reason to be keeping in touch with you about their you know bankruptcy proceedings or or whatever. So it's my understanding that they did reopen to allow kids to finish out or the students rather, I guess they're not kids, but to allow students to finish out the semester. Uh, that's what I had read on the radio trade uh, publications that that, uh, that I subscribe to. Uh, but basically, as far as your situation is concerned, that you've graduated, uh, that's it, man. The, the lifetime warranty is only as good as long as they stay, their doors stay open and they're closed. So you're SOL. I, I couldn't give them like uh, like a forgiveness. I heard people like God. You could ask. Got, like, like you could ask Sally for May. it. I, I, it wouldn't hurt to ask. It never hurts to ask, but I wouldn't go in expecting much. Of right. You essentially paid for the degree. You got the degree. I understand you expect you expected other things from them, but they're gonna. The way they're likely to see it is that you paid for a degree and got a degree. By the way, uh, and I again, I'm gonna bring more bad news here, uh, and it's not it's not really bad news for you because you've already been through it. But for anybody else considering this, broadcasting school is a waste of money. That that is my opinion. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Any questions? I feel, I feel stupid for doing mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah, well, they took you for a ride, but then again, that's what most colleges do, so don't feel too bad, okay, because most kids... The vast majority of people out there who have degrees are not using those degrees. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, you walked away with 90 an plus percent. or a bachelor's or whatever you got, so you got what most people got, which is a bunch of debt and a uh, degree that largely they don't need. Keith, good luck. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It's so true. College is a business just like any other business. Well, not just like any other business, because they're are really heavily subsidized by the state. But college is a business, and they have an interest in getting as many customers through their doors as possible and providing them with their service, whether their service is really of value to that customer or not. And colleges have such a brilliant public relations scam going on or scheme uh, going on that uh, people believe that in order to be successful, they must go to college. And it's understandable why people believe this. They're told it their entire lives. Their parents believe it. The uh, people they go to school with believe it. The teachers certainly believe it. And uh, so they're inculcated with the idea that in order to be success, you must go to college. And that's not true. It's true if you want to be certain things that college is required in order to be, like an architect or you know a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Engineer yeah. be a good idea. In those cases, you're going to have to go to college. No doubt about it. But as you said, Mark... In the vast supermajority of cases, the, the people that are graduating from colleges with degrees in liberal arts or, or whatever it might be are just not going to use them. Communications, liberal arts, business, whatever. They're just not going to broadcasting. use broadcasting. Broadcasting. Uh, the, the ever, ever met anyone in broadcasting that had a broadcasting degree? Yeah. Really? Who? Uh, Alex James, program director of 105.9 WYNF in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. He was from a different generation. A different generation from, from you and I. Alex James is not that older than me. Not that much older than me. Oh, Alex James. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of a different uh, the guy. He went to Gainesville. He yeah. went to Gainesville uh, to uh, UF. Anyway, so it's a, but generally it's a waste of money. I mean, Alex James is no more successful than I am necessarily in, in this business. I mean, he may make more as far as salary is concerned. Uh, but that makes him more successful. No, I don't think so. I think you can define success differently. I'm uh, in doing what I love, and I'm getting paid for it. That's what so. the people that make low salaries say. <laughs> well, I don't really care, Mark. It uh, makes that's me feel good. That, that's what the people that say make <laughs> low salaries say. <laughs> Who needs those material things anyway? Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. You thought that, listeners, you, you thought that we were really rich and wealthy because uh, we're on the radio? No, that's the, that's the radio image. That's that's the, uh, the 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 wool that has been pulled over your eyes. Now there are people that do make money in radio, but they're very few and far between. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't even remember where I was going with all that. Let's just continue with your phone calls and talk to. I believe we have uh, Mark in Michigan. Do we have a Mark in Michigan? Yes, listening to WSJM, we do. Mark, you're there. Unless he put his phone down. I hear somebody. Mark. Mark in Michigan. Monty. Monty. No wonder. Yes. All right. What's on your mind, Monty? Well, you know, this press stimulus package, and I was wondering how come our government doesn't do what the European Coalition did, and that is force the Visa MasterCard associations to drop their interchange rates from a 1.6 to a 0.7. What's an interchange and rate? Interchange rate, when you go into a store and you swipe your credit card, the merchant pays upwards of... Two percent of what you purchase for you to be able to 
access or you know use your Visa Mastercard. The only merchants that is my understanding, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but the only merchants that are paying two percent are merchants that are doing tremendous volume. A lot of merchants are paying more than that. They're paying three or four, or in some cases five, yeah. with like an American Express. I, I actually I actually sell this stuff, so that's how I, I really try to. I'm working on trying, you know, working on trying to look at the legislation. I want to come back and talk to you about it, okay? Hang on, I'm going to bring back, uh, bring, uh, bring back Mark in Michigan. He says he works in the industry and he wants the government to step in and mandate rates. I can't say I agree. More coming up. You bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free, including the updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate a business, create your will or a living trust, even register a trademark. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. I've used it. It is fast and easy. We continue with your phone calls. Mark is still on the line listening to WSJM-FM in Michigan. Mark, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you're saying you work in the credit card industry and that you think that the rates that they're charging businesses in order to do business with credit cards, which is, in your words, you say around 2%, uh, you're saying that you believe the government should step in and mandate that it be something like 0.7%? Well, in Europe, the European Coalition did this last year. Um, it was you know, roughly the same. Actually, the interchange rate, what... Um, Visa and MasterCard charges the merchant is about 1.6%. What companies like myself charge above that, it varies. Um, companies like is, yourself, what do you mean? They're, so it's, oh, when you, okay, point of, point of information here. You're saying that Visa's charge is 1.6% and then the bank charges something else on top of that, right? Well, no, not the bank. The bank, um, an ISO, an independent sales office of, they represent, there's about five banks out there in the United States that actually process credit cards that hold that for Visa and MasterCard. They dictate the rate, Visa and MasterCard does, at one, about 1.6%. Um, offices, there's thousands of them in the United States, and they work with the banks to process it. They're a middleman. Now, the middleman charges whatever they, you know, can get away with. Something, um, <clears throat> what European Coalition did last year is said, you know, it's costing the merchants too much money to allow, you know, the customer to come in and purchase via credit card. And they said, we're going to dictate that the highest rate you can charge those sales offices, like myself, is 0.7%. So in essence, they dropped it down, um, you know, over half. And Don't you feel really kind of bad about advocating uh, aggression against your neighbors? What do you mean? Well, you're telling, you're saying that you're going to have, you if you could get your way, you would force these companies to do business the way you think they should do business. No, not at all. No. 
No, not at all. How is that not forcing them? How is that not forcing them? Yeah. Do you realize that Visa and MasterCard makes money on both ends? Yes, sure they do. They make money on you. When you go use your credit card, you when I choose to, when I choose to use my credit card, they make money for actually from the vendor uh, because they tell them they can't charge more for credit card use and that kind of thing. So they they make money off the guy I purchase from, but that guy chose whether or not he wanted to do business with Visa and Mastercard. He didn't have with, to as a yeah. service to his well, clients. In today's economic times, it's not really a choice. It's if not. You don't, Sure it is. I how can many, do business in all cash. You know, how many businesses do you know out there that do not accept Visa and MasterCard? Very few. And I think that that is very a... Few. You're right. And, and, that, way, and that speaks very well. Wait, before you go on, that speaks very well of these companies that have managed to, you know, make themselves almost indispensable to business. They've created a business model that makes themselves almost indispensable. You want to punish them for that? Do you think it's right that they can, in essence, make five times more from a merchant on rates than they do from you as a consumer well, on your credit card bill. You mean uh, on the credit, they don't, oh, you mean as far as the interest rates that they charge me if I decide to take, you know, to, to extend the amount that I've, you know, the, the, the period of time right. that I borrow from? Do I think it's yeah, right? And, and once again, it's a business model that uh, was, in essence, created to offset the cost of people with, Good credit or wealthy people that were charging a lot and paying immediately for off their credit card bills. I understand. Um, I think that it is absolutely none of my business how they make their money. Um, As long as I choose to use the card, the business owner chooses to uh, accept the card, then however it is that they make their money, if if it's worth it to the business owner, he'll continue to accept them. If they raise their rates to 10%, those business owners would begin dropping off very quickly. So that proves that they choose as opposed to they're forced to. And if if they start dropping off very quickly, I'm going to stop using the card because I won't be able to use it in very many places. That proves that I choose to do it too. No, what what it's going (laughs) to create, no, what it will create is you're going to have a society of McDonald's, large corporation-type businesses that can afford to have that loss, where small businesses, which make up, what, 95% of all businesses in the United States? So you're saying small businesses can't compete? Are you saying small businesses can't compete? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That, well, there's there's a restaurant right here in my town that does not take credit cards because of the uh, the owner's old and he says, you know what, I'm not going to take them. They take too big of a fee, and so there's a guy yeah. out there that's doing it, and he's a small business. This is not a chain. So it seems to me, if I've ever seen businesses that don't take credit cards, and I see very few these days, but when I do see them, they are small there's businesses. Small businesses. Those uh, are the ones. So Steak and Shake, the so, chain, did not take credit cards up until very recently. Because society dictates that that's how people Society's not dictating anything to you. You're deciding how you want to do business. um, Don't be a victim here, dude. We're all all consenting to this. We're consenting to have the credit cards. We're consenting to take the credit cards. But you want to take consent. Hold on. You you want to take consent out of the picture, Mike. What you want to do is you want to force these companies to behave in the way you decide that they should. Isn't that right? No. That is not right. No. Wait a minute. Didn't you start your call by saying you want the government to come in and tell these companies, demand and force them to charge less? Do you think that the government's just going to ask them nicely? You do understand how the government works, don't you? Go ahead with your thoughts. Yep. 
You said absolutely you do? I absolutely understand how the government works. Government is force. Do you agree with that? Government's for us? Government is force. It is not for us. It is for them. They are forced. What they do is force people to either do things they don't want to do or force them to do things, uh, force them not to do things that they do want to do. And in this case, you're demanding that they force... The point of my call was this. Go ahead. If you want to stimulate the economy, give the small merchants, give the merchants back you know, 0.9% of their earnings, and that is a substantial amount. Do you realize that Visa and MasterCard, Visa and MasterCard, made over $90 billion last year just on interchange rates? Well, I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I agree with what you're saying. If you want to stimulate the economy, let's not bail out banks like Visa and MasterCard, and let's let people keep their money like, the, like merchants, and that way they'll have money and, and they'll be able to spend it on the things that they want. Rather than poor people bailing out rich people, let's let p- poor and middle-class people keep their own money. But and can't we do it without part. forcing them to? Can't we uh, help business owners without forcing I'm talking about taxes. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's talking about an in- intricacy of his particular business, which I think... Uh, you know, people should be able to do business the way they want. I want to bring you back here, 800-259-9231, because I don't know if he's... He still hasn't agreed that he wants to force these businesses to do something, and hopefully we can get him to see that, because whenever you demand the government uh, put a regulation on somebody's business, you're using force against those people. Why not compete in the marketplace instead? Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the show. You dial in, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. Oh, wait, Mark, you were coughing up a storm. I didn't turn your mic on. Try that again. <laughs> and Mark. All right, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Are you frustrated with all these people trying to use the force of government against you? Are you frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Tired of the oppressive state intruding into your personal life or your business? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active for freedom, would you join them? You can. Go to uh, freestateproject.org. Join the Free State Project. That's freestateproject.org. We are talking, and I think he's still there, Mark in uh, Michigan, listening to WSJM-FM. Mark, uh, you're back on Free Talk. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I should have uh, made a a note of that. So Monty is with us. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I wish the government was not so intrusive in all aspects of our lives. Well, okay. I'm glad you agree with me. Then if that's true, then you should... I absolutely agree with you. Well, then you should internalize that and stop uh, demanding that the government use force on your neighbors. Well, I'm not demanding that they do it. All I'm saying is the European (laughs) Coalition created a good model with that. and That was force, sir. I'm sorry? That's force. What the European government did was they forced those businesses to change their policy. They forced Visa and MasterCard to step in line and say, you know what, you are overcharging. Now, how do you feel about uh, what some of the credit card companies were doing, are trying to do here recently, and creating interest rates upwards of 30%? Do you think that's fair? I think everyone is consenting in these cases, sir. Arbitrarily say, we were raising your rates. And either pay it off or submit to you know these rates. 
You know, I, I, Monty, I think that they, they play some dirty pool with those uh, the rates the way they do it. If, you, if you're one day late on a payment, they can uh, jack your rate up to 30% or whatever. And, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, those are bad policies. I try to be very, very careful in dealing with the credit cards as a result, and I try to pay, make my payments, you know, days in advance so I don't have those problems. I make and, all mine on time. I, I've never been in debt on a credit card, so it's not a problem. You guys, you guys are in the minority, unfortunately, at this point. It's not my fault, time. sir, that the no, uh, that people cannot... Can, no, no, hold on. It's not my fault that people cannot handle their money, that they don't know how to manage their money, that they want to go out and buy the plasma TV or the SUV or whatever it is that they want to buy and go in over their heads, and then they have problems, and then they want to complain, and then they want to use the state uh, to try to level the playing field or whatever. All of the things you're pointing out, I'll agree with you that I think that 30% is outrageously high interest rate. I wouldn't sign up for a card like that. And I, no, anybody who All could, cards are like that. Is but, what, what do you say? It's the truth. All cards are like that. Well, yeah, okay. and, and, and the government stepped in and said, you know what? No, that, you cannot do that. People. You cannot do Monty, that. I agree force. that there are, advocating force. there are better laws than, than others, and uh, my partner over here is always going to be on the, uh, the side of no freedom. force, no force, no force. The side of freedom. I'm on the side of freedom. You're on the side of coercion. preach freedom with you, okay? However, we are not there yet. You um, want to preach freedom right after the government steps in and, and mandates that the people you do business with charge you less, right? That's what you're talking about here. You know what I'd like you to know, point out, Monty? But before you go, before you go rambling on and uh, tearing tearing Monty up here, I'm just going to take a phone call for Monty. But go uh, ahead, Mark. Uh, the fact is that, <laughs> yeah, Monty does have a phone call waiting. Um, the, the fact is that these uh, credit card companies commit something very close to fraud in the way that they they print that stuff. You know, really in fine print. Nobody can read all the you know the, the, these these terms of use that they have. They're they're so small, and you don't realize that. Well, you make one payment to uh, you know too late or or whatever, and then suddenly you're in interest rate gets jacked up, and then what do you do? What do you do? If your credit card company, Ian, if your credit card company decided tomorrow to arbitrarily jack up your rate to 25% and you had $1,500 on it, what would you do? I pay my bills on time every month. So yeah, no I problem. understand that you manage your money quite well. Most Americans don't. Okay, well then go listen to Dave Ramsey screw and learn how to manage your money. Yep, screw okay? them. That's right. Dave, Dave Ramsey is an awesome individual. Great person. I love listening to him. Here's what I'd like to suggest to you, Monty, because what you said was, and you're trying to, you know, I, and I understand bankers are evil. Uh, you know, I'm no fan of, uh, of the banking system. I certainly am against the fiat money system, okay? No doubt about that. But uh, what I'd like to see happen here is uh, instead of complaining about the rates that these uh, visas and MasterCards and American Expresses and Discover charge uh, their vendors, how about instead of saying, well, you know, touting all the billions of dollars that they made last month or last year, or however much they made just off of the rates that they charge the vendors, how about looking at that and saying, huh, well, there's a business opportunity there. Why not, okay, instead of complaining, hold okay. on, why not, instead of complaining and lobbying the state, don't you get together with some investors and start your own company and compete? I mean, if you can cut the rates on your own to 1% or 0.7%, you can make $50 billion a year. You cannot. That's where you're, you're, you're missing. Why? Because Visa and MasterCard control the market. The only thing I was able to do, and I did this, I left a company that I was making $160,000, $170,000 last year on. And I started my own company that I was able to dictate my rates from that 1.6 and charge people a lot less. I make a lot less money now. 
that I am doing what I can to help the smaller merchant. Great. That's great. Yep. What about? Oh, but you said they own the market. Thank you for doing that, Monty. What about the? What about Discover? How do you? Discover th- is part of their network now. Discover is owned by Visa or Mastercard? No, no, they're part of the network. What network? The Visa Mastercard network. So Discover is sort of piggybacks on them. Is that what you're saying? What about uh, yeah. Amex? Amex is on their own. They charge an outrageous. You mentioned five percent. It's actually like three point seven percent. Hey, whatever the hell happened um, to Diners Club? History. I got a call for you here, Monty. We got a phone call for you. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois. Matt, you're on with Monty in Michigan. Hi, Monty. Uh, I just wanted to point out real quick. First off, I, I I do have problems with credit cards. I'm I'm very much deep in debt with credit cards. But um, uh, basically, I'm I've been able to uh, in, in recently negotiate with them, and they've given me uh, let me pay off for half what I owed them, which basically maybe three uh, or four hundred dollars more than what I actually used the card for. But that's beside the point. There's a, uh, a company here in Illinois. It's a big um, grocery store chain called Woodman's, and they do not take credit cards at all. Wow. Anybody's credit cards. You can write a check to them or you can pay them in cash, and they'll take either one of those forms of payments. But they will not pay, or they will not take credit cards, and they're very successful. And one of the reasons they they are successful is because they've taken that one or two percent or whatever it is, and they've knocked it off their price. Sure. So they're giving the consumer a better price. If other companies would follow that example, that would be a free market solution to force the car credit card companies. Well, it wouldn't be force. It'd be pressure. It'd be market pressure because they would see these companies dropping out. They would say, well, wait, how can we retain your business? You can retain my business by cutting my rates. So the point being is that you don't really need to have government come in here and, and mandate this stuff. You can, if, if the public becomes educated enough and and you're right, there's a, there's that, that's a problem. The public, public isn't educated enough. I certainly wasn't educated enough with credit cards, and I got myself in big trouble because of it. Mm-hmm. But now I've learned, and, and I won't use a credit card anymore. I have a debit card, and I won't go over my limits. Very I good, have. Matt. Thank you for I the call tonight. Money, uh, that's we, what I spend. Thank you, Matt, for the call. Monty, a uh, quick response. Go ahead. Well, see, debit cards are still a credit card, and they still get processed through the Visa MasterCard network. So you're still you're not alleviating that problem by using a debit card. All you're doing is going green, in essence, um, you know, which is a whole different other issue. Um, and I applaud that story he talked about in Illinois. Uh, I wish more would go, and I'd then let's find another one. That's what work. I would suggest, that you encourage the market pressures instead of the government well, uh, let's, force. Uh, and let's not forget that Matt was able to negotiate with his credit card companies because of the bankruptcy laws that force companies to accept uh, you know, people that can't pay their debts any longer. And so, therefore, you've got government force all in this situation. Monty, thank you for the call. All I'm suggesting is that Monty refrain from advocating more government force. That's it's all. It's refining the force. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. Only moments remain, just enough time for your call if you make it now, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. One of the things you can do, for instance, if you're one of our Saturday night radio listeners and you enjoy this show and you don't get the weekday edition of the program on your local radio station, your local talk station, contact your local program director, tell him or her thank you for adding Free Talk Live, and then ask him for the six nights a week instead of just Saturday nights. That's one thing that you can do that will make a big difference. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, we continue with your phone calls. And we'll talk to Lee, listening in Kalispell, to KGEZ. Hello, Lee. Yeah, good day. Um I called originally to talk about fluoride, but I'd like the people to think about what you said before this break and the other break, about 25 after the hour, when you were talking to the credit card guy. Government is force. Yes, sir. All they can do is force you to do something you don't want to do or make you do something or not let you do something you do want to do. That is correct. That's the same principle I use to reprimand my children. And, um, and the government's you boil, not your daddy. If you boil down punishment, that's all punishment is. There's only two ways you can go about it. Either you don't get to do what you want to do or you have to do something you don't want to do. Yep. But I called on the fluoride, as you may or may not know. Yes, yeah, so a lady called in earlier experience. to say that she believes it's dangerous. How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, it's past dangerous. It's deadly. Uh, I have five years' experience analyzing a, a product for actual fluoride content. Uh, in an aluminum smelter, but real quick history. It's uh, was the Russians before World War II found out that you can't really resist. It makes you lethargic. You've heard me say that before, and I know you don't agree. It's found in Coca-Cola, for heaven's sakes. It's added to table salt. Okay, you're saying fluoride. The Germans used this during World War II to keep their prisoners in line. Coincidentally, we imported about 15,000 German scientists for all variety of things. And uh, you're a little young to remember, but I can remember about 1958 to 60, that all of a sudden the dentist wants to fluoride your teeth and make them new again. When I worked at the aluminum smelter in the metallurgy lab, they went around every day in the environmental lab. These guys looked like astronauts themselves. Measuring air fluoride and water fluoride. Air fluoride? Fluoride in oh, the air? Oh, hell, yeah, yeah. Yeah, air fluoride, very, very critical. What does it do? They're allowed, they're what? allowed, it's like seven parts per 10 million or something. It's some astronomically small number. What are the, you're and, saying it's deadly. What, what, there are people drinking fluoridated itself. water all across the country. I mean, just, what? Just to sum it up, my friend, it's, it, it, it destroys cells it causes them to go into like limbo uh well normally i do this every day but now i'm getting this shot of fluoride here and i'm kind of not sure what i'll do so i think i'll just sit around here and mutate i guess so everything uh, that we ever heard on those uh, dare commercials that pot does to you fluoride actually does to you yeah, yeah pretty much yeah I, don't worry about the pot I, i'd worry about the fluoride i wasn't worried about the pot lee <laughs> i didn't think you were no but, <laughs> Don't worry about that. You know, and we but, live up here in Keene. We don't have uh, the fluorinated water. What do you guys got out there in uh, Kalispell? 
I there's one city in the valley, which by the way, the valley is about as big as uh, the whole state of New Hampshire. It's bigger than the state of Rhode Island. I Rhode Island, I know that. But anyway, it's a uh, there's one city that fluorides, but, uh, but not all the others can't afford to do it, which well, is go. good for everybody. Yeah, right on. Hey, you know what? I Like I said, I don't know what the, the, the story is. It sounds like you've done a lot of research into it. Uh, just well, putting I chemicals it. in the water, I think, is a, generally a bad idea. Let me just have water, plain old water. That's that's good enough. Right. I analyzed the aluminum, and that's one of the things we had to check for. It's all chemistry. We had to check for it. They import uh, – by the way, it's an industrial byproduct, an industrial waste. It's hazardous. Yeah, that's okay. true. It's a byproduct of petroleum uh, production, isn't it? Among others. Yep. Thank you, Lee, for the call tonight. I appreciate your uh, expertise and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. You know, the excuse for putting fluoride in people's water, and again, I, I don't jury still out as far as I'm concerned as to whether or not it's really dangerous. And I mean, we're all moving toward death eventually, right? So it's hard to say if it's fluoride that's causing people... Uh, Life is killing people. People are living longer lives, that much I know, so... That I feel good about. Uh, but the the idea of uh, putting fluoride in the water is to help with people's teeth, right? That's the idea. Well, I guess, are they suggesting that uh, this is going to help people that don't brush their teeth? Because if you just drink water, uh, the water from the, the county yes, water it supply... Will. It, it, it will what? It will help. I mean, it, it you know, it, it's, it's not going to help. Strengthens your teeth, but it's not going to help your teeth if you don't brush them, right? Like, well, it is going to you help your teeth if your you teeth. don't brush them. However, you need to brush your teeth. Yeah, but, but, but wait, it's right. not so going if, to help. If you have two individuals, all things being the same, except the flora, fluoridated water, one of them, uh, both of them don't brush their teeth. One of them drinks fluoridated water. One of them does not. One, they're they're both the, going to lose their teeth. That's will, what I'm trying to but say. But the one will lose them faster than the other. Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's, I, that's what it does. I, I don't know uh, about that. Uh, that that's just seems silly to me. Like, people, if you don't take care of your teeth, you can't count on the government water supply to take care of your teeth. You cannot count on the government water supply to take care of your teeth. No, you can't. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's always interesting going into the dentist's office and uh, getting stories from the hygienist as to just the, the, just the nasty mouths that they see. It's just so amazing. People are, are so afraid of the dentist. Adults, yes. adults are terrified, petrified of going to the dentist's office. It's some sort of uh, a problem that was uh, essentially created when they were children, and they've never really gotten over it, even though the drills don't exist like they used to, and they've got all kinds of wonderful drugs and things like drills that. Drills still exist. Not like they used to, though. It's not the, the tools that they use now are I don't know. I had much, so few cavities. I don't know. The tools they use now are, are far different than they were 20, 30 years ago. It's, I mean, I wasn't around 30 years ago. It's just what I understand Obviously. from talking to dentists uh, in their, in their assistance. But people are so frightened, and they have such problems brushing their teeth. It's amazing. It's really nice to have your teeth into, into old age, and the only way you're going to do that is by taking care of them and going to the dentist. Yep. 800-259-9231. We continue with John in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Erg. John, you're on the air. Erg. Erg. Yeah, you Molek. Molek. Okay, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Molek is the, uh, the owl god, right? The evil owl god oh, that's that right. uh, they worship in the woods somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Grove or something like that's that. That's right. The allegations are, at you least. Know. I can't believe he got through. We have uh, the Bilderbergers have been paying us to make sure that Molex's <laughs> name is not said on the air any longer. And uh, 
you know, obviously the we're going to uh, have to sacrifice our board operator to yeah, Moloch the, after the, the show. The conspirators, uh, you know, I, I don't know. What are we going to do? Uh, we continue. That's what we'll do with Richard in Austin. You're on Free Talk Live, Richard. How you doing, right, fellas? It's on your oh, mind yeah, tonight. That subject about fluoride is covered a lot on other stations like Deagle and Alex Jones and Joyce and Dave. They covered that. It's a different type of fluoride that the dentists are, and that's in the water. You got different types, and uh, some of it was used, in, you know, the Germans used it to dull down the population before they uh, sent them all to the gas chamber. I figured so, fluoride was fluoride, and now you're saying there are different types of it. Interesting. Right, and I don't remember the different types, but they go into it thoroughly. And uh, like people like Dr. Bill Deagle, he can break it down to different chemicals. But it was used to actually help exterminate the population. And, that overused term, dumb them, dumb them down. I just maybe, I, maybe use. I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'm living in uh, a world of ignorance. But I, I just don't live. I don't live in, and I don't want to live in the world where somebody believes that everything is out there trying to kill them. Well, Whether yeah, like there's poison world, everywhere. That's a right. that's a tough well, world it, to it, live it, in. It's not a matter of opinion, yours or mine. It's a matter of historical documentation, and it's. These people have covered it thoroughly on several I, I see where you're coming from, but I don't want to yeah. live in that world where everything is trying to kill me. There's fluoride in the water. There's chemtrails in the sky. There's well, uh, MSG in the Chinese food. Oh, yeah, MSG. <laughs> and, oh, no, don't forget the cell phones. The cell phones are going to cause cancer, too. Aspartame. I mean, like, aspartame. I mean, everything is trying to kill you, and it's a, it's kind of a vision of the world that I think is very dangerous. I mean, if, if you believe disempowering. in Disempowering. It is disempowering. Hmm? I mean, I understand what you're saying, but do you ignore it? I'm fine. I feel fine. I don't, you know, I'm not paranoid about planes flying overhead. I, I, I feel I healthy. I lived in Sarasota, Florida, where they fluoridated the water, and then I moved to Keene, New Hampshire, where they don't fluoridate the water. I now live on property uh, that uh, has a well, and I'm certain that I'm not fluoridating the water. Um, so I don't feel any different than, you know, in those times. So whatever they're adding to the water, I don't think is sedating me and making well, me... More of a uh, right, and, uh, and some people have a stronger constitution. They can, you know, deal with it. Absolutely more, true. Know, so, absolutely, a friend of mine, his wife, um, you know, they, they, the Kim lawn came and treated the lawn, and suddenly she just, you know, like she, she just got so sick she couldn't handle it. She had to move away. I mean, the fact is, different chemicals affect people differently, and I'm certainly not going to argue that. That's true. But uh, the idea right. that uh, aspartame will will eat holes in your brain—that's pushing it. Uh, hey, we're out of time. What, I'm sorry, what, Richard. Call us again next week. Uh, sorry. Call toward the beginning of the hour, and we'll certainly get you on and talk to you. Uh, or call Monday, because we're on all week long. And we'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.